To journey through the Decacast. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to do the intro? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We've been okay. We've been gone a little while. <laughs> this is Journey Through the Decacast. Uh, we are doing episode two of Gotcha Man Crowds today, and uh, yeah, uh, it is me and Evan for today. How are you doing today? I'm all right. We are. Uh, it's the new year. And yep, we are literally recording this on New Year's Day. Yeah. So happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas, because we missed that episode. It was just busy That's and true. things happen. Sorry about that. Yep, Garrett Garrett is busy or he would be recording with us. Yeah, it's alright. Singing uh, out with his girlfriend. Oh. Interpersonal relationships, what a dork. Yeah, I've just been spending the holidays with my wife, so, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um... So this is uh this is the first uh one I'm doing on Gotcha Man Crowds with uh you. We did we I yes. think the first one was me and Garrett. Yes, it was you and Garrett cuz I I forget what happened. Something came up that I had It seemed to like through. you were you were like vibing with the show pretty strongly though, right? Yeah. No, okay. So so my little quick take on episode 1 and well episode 1 at least. This is this is a ve- I I'm really enjoying this show so far. Like the 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 feel of it and just the general vibe is like this super positive everybody works together to do the right thing and help and our main character hajime is one of the most like vibrant nothing will get her down happy characters i've seen in a long time and it is just it is nice to have a show that is so positive about the world when the world isn't (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's true having just come out of 2020 we uh yeah. use a little bit of positive and the thing is is like even seven years on they don't like this is still unusual like i don't i haven't seen many other shows that took this approach to like like a hero or just uh like having a, a story like this it's it is it is this very very optimistic look so far at what humanity will do and well i man i want to believe it but, <laughs> whoa, like it's the, hard the, the bit when like the people fall down the stairs and and someone gets on their phone and is like hey can we get these people any help and they're like yes we've already paged people with who have emergency medical service knowledge yeah <laughs> and everyone uh, and everyone yeah, gets little upvotes for helping yeah it is it is a thing where well yeah this happens about midway through this episode where some a group of three people fall down some stairs and it's immediately like everyone got ga- uh, everyone immediately gathers around is like all right who's calling an ambulance oh hey i i asked some people there on galax like hey we've had some people fall is there anyone with medical knowledge and a, a woman immediately comes over and over like yeah no i'm a nurse i can help 
Mm-hmm. And it is it is this very much like Hajime. It is this very optimistic look at the world that, while I'm not sure I, because how fucking my country is at the moment, <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with, is very very nice to see. It, it reminds me a lot of watching. I, I guess now that I think about it, it reminds me kind of when I watched Star Trek: The Next Generation when I was like a young kid. Where it's like, it's very aspirational. Yeah, it like, is. It, like, this is a good place to be. Yeah, like, this is... we should do our best to make the world this way. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, a... and the, like, uh, the Galax thing, I mean, n- now you see why why Hajime's theme is collage. We, we talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but like, yeah, collage is like yeah. her motif. It's and literally, like, that's how she like, sees society, or and like bringing, how she tries to help people be, bringing people and uh, experiences to get disparate experiences and people together to create a greater whole. It's fantastic, and yeah, I do it's, very. It's really sweet. I do very much like. So God, I can't remember Sword Boy's name because he's <laughs> such a fucking dork. Suguru, he, he like Suguru. He is. He spends is, this whole episode just being a huge shithead. Yeah, he, he spends this whole episode having a stick up his ass. And it is interesting to see that Hajime... Like, in other... There are some shows I would see... I could think of where Hajime would, like, get depressed about it. Or would, you know, feel... Like, question herself about... Like, oh, he's he's refuting it so strongly. Maybe, maybe there's something to it. Well, yeah, no, in Haj- episode one, she, like, wasn't... She was like, okay, I'll, I'll cut this guy some slack. Maybe he knows something I don't. But and by episode two, she's like, no, he's being an idiot. He's, he's just an idiot. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna... The world's good, and I'm not gonna let this idiot change my mind on it. I, I love the bit when she, like, literally makes fun of him by being like, this is me. I'm Suguru. I walk around with blinders <laughs> on all day. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's... There's a part she... She, like, there's a part halfway through the episode where, like, oh, she's wondering, like, she's asking questions about being a gacha man, which, you know, makes sense. You would ask questions like, wait, why are we fighting these things? What's So there's on? aliens and they eat people? What's up with that? And Suguru is like, no, shut up. Don't question your thing. Don't, don't worry about it. We have a plan. It's, it is, like, he's specifically like, don't ask questions. Just do what you're told. And she... She makes fun of him, like it is translated as you're just like a sword, but she specifically calls him a katana, and I think she's like making a joking reference like, oh, aren't you like the perfect samurai, Mr. Don't question, just do what you're ordered, all for honor, rah, rah, rah. Right, yeah, like, I mentioned this in, when we talked about the first episode too, like, I don't know if I can think of another... Okay, maybe Samurai... I, I guess Samurai Champloo did this, too. So I guess I thought of another example since the first time <laughs> we watched this. Of, like, a traditional samurai being used as an example of, like, a bad approach to things. Yeah, no one is, ever does that. It is It is a portrayal of, like, samurai as uh, the, the, the order and law. And maybe you're too focused and rigid. And maybe just... Like, Hajime's... Like, she doesn't specifically say it, but she, like tries to convey feelings more than words like no just relax and chill out man <laughs> she's just waving her arms like you gotta be like this and was wiggling her arms that's very I, good 
I, I don't know if this is just like a weird trivia thing I thought of too, but katanas are, are famously like brittle because the quality of the iron in Japan soil is yep. low because it's a small nation with not a lot of mineral deposits. Yeah, but like pig iron is a massive problem there. <laughs> but like they're prone to being so stiff they break. Yep. Like which uh plays into the metaphor more than a little bit. Just a, just a little bit. Yeah, there's 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 a bunch of metaphors going on here that I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, like we see a little bit of the actual antagonist take, kind of makes his first uh, or their first appearance in this episode, where they take on the form of the drunk guy like halfway through, and that's that's how the people end up falling down the stairs. Is the uh, Bergkotz, which is going to be revealed to be the name of this character eventually, but they like imitate a guy who was drunk, and uh, they just like take on his form and then start picking fights with people yeah it's see their their entire thing so like from the little bit we've seen well the little bit i've seen of her them is like no i want to sow discord it seems like to be like the entirety of antithesis of hajime where right. hajime is all about bringing people together and this i don't know what their name is but it's uh I think it's the na- the same name as like the antagonist from the original Gotcha Man. It's Berg Kotz. Okay, yeah. Berg Kotz's entire thing is about disharmony and uh, breaking apart. Yeah, like that. That's Berg Kotz's thing. Is they're like they're they're like the antithesis to Hajime, where it's it's like the, their their thesis is uh, like togetherness will inevitably create conflict, which it does. It's like they're not wrong, but the the conclusion that they come from of like well if if it's only ever going to be conflict then fuck it all it's like no <laughs> well no, right i mean nah. that's gonna be the that, that's the story of the show that's that's yeah, the first season <laughs> so we, we will get to see more of bird cuts I, I do like uh too how od initially uh he just immediately kind of gets what hajime's deal is oh yeah od is Odie's a really likable character. Is having a lot of fun, and I'm very interested to see what's going on with them more. Uh, yeah, Odie's super cool. Uh, the thing, um, we'll have to make sure when we get to the end, maybe we'll have to do the last episode and the director's cut of the last episode separately. Because the thing is, is the last episode, from what I understand, the TV run got a little rushed. And there's a scene where they imply that Odie is going to, like, actually turn into a gotcha man and have a fight in that one and it's not in the tv cut of that episode <laughs> oh it, yeah, no, but it is would, in the director's cut i'd want to see that so I'd yeah cod's thing <laughs> yeah because uh i mean i love the bit in the uh in the intro when they take off the hat and like explode it's like such a cool visual yeah i'm interested <laughs> like what's okay so you're supposed to be like i I remember, I listened to the first episode, and it's like, okay, Odie's thing is, like, they can't transform because they're too powerful. Okay, I definitely want to see him transform, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, Chekhov's, Chekhov's devastating transformation on the table and then not have it happen. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, this, this episode is mostly focused on Hajime and Sukuru interacting, like, that's... That's most of the episode. There's a, a little bit of Bergkotz and a little bit of Rui shows up right at the end. Uh, there we get like the tiny bit of dialogue with OD. Uh, I think Utsutsu only has like one line. Oh, there, there's some Paimon stuff in here. Paimon gets some more uh, some more dialogue. 
We get to see his panda room with all of his panda plushies. Yeah, I get to see that, no, Pi-Pi is full of shit and actually adores (laughs) pandas. Pi-Pi is, like, he starts to show off being so terrible, but, like, you'll probably like him eventually, because, like, he starts an orphanage. No, man, I already like him. He's, he is a dork, and it's like, no, I'm not. No, I don't actually like these things. No, stop it. Yeah, I love that he's like Gotcha Man 15 and is still insecure about this. <laughs> it's really fun. He's a. Uh, Paimon is super cutie. He is. Uh, do you want to actually go through it? Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, we can go through the plot of the episode, see if there's uh, what we. M- might not have covered so far like uh it kind of starts out with an action sequence leading right out of the end of the first episode where hajime just starts like using all of her crazy superpowers on this uh mess thing that shows up yeah and she like she though she and suguru are fighting it and you know they're she's doing her great thing is call, calling out all her different attacks which all have weird french names for some reason and yeah, they're all French. They're all arts and crafts in French, essentially. It's it's a hell of a thing, and she she notices something about the um. Oh God, what are they called? I the call mess. An, they're called mess. The mess. She notices something about the mess before she like does a finishing blow and is like, "Wait, no, maybe don't do this. I gotta figure something out first. Yeah, because, uh, well, she runs over with these huge scissors that are, like, her, her finishing attack. And, uh, she sees the thing immediately, it, like, copies the scissors. And when she moves them, it, like, moves in time with the scissors. So, yeah. she's like, oh, wait a minute, hold on, something's going on here. And then Suguru starts shooting lightning bolts at them, and she's like, wait a minute, stop doing that, please. She le- She helps it get away, and... We then after that we go into the intro and it's a bit of a weird cut because it's like okay we don't actually see the conclusion to the that fight we just get told no Hajime just let it get away yeah everyone pretty quickly says like uh no Hajime just let the thing leave and I guess I I already knew that so I didn't well, <laughs> I didn't it, register it, that there was a break there at first <laughs> yeah it's like I I figured immediately that's pretty much what it was. But it, like it, it took me a couple seconds. Like, wait a minute, are we, are we, are we not gonna finish that scene? I okay, I okay, I guess it just got away then. <laughs> like maybe it was an Ava episode two thing where we were gonna cut back to it later. But yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not doing that. Apparently not. Okay, but okay. So after the intro, we go back. Um, yeah, Suguru and Hajime. Suguru's yelling at her about stuff, and she's like, "Oh, whatever." Uh, they, I, I love this scene where they get on the train and and Suguru does his thing that he did he did in the first episode too, where he's like, ah, oh, he's has very strict personal rules about who should be allowed to have a seat on a train. Uh, it's it's I think it's less about that. Like he has very much like what the the thing of like, oh ha, look at you, samurai. He has very strict ideas of how people should act and how they should be. And if someone goes against that, like, he's not going to try and figure out why the person is acting the way they are. It's just, they're not acting correctly. That is bad. They are bad. Yeah. Well, and he's like, oh, those people should give up their seat for the, the old woman who's standing up next to them. 
and Hachibe's like, wait, wait, hold on. It's it's late. Or it's it's Friday. You don't you don't know what those what people might have been doing. They might have had something going on. You don't that know that stressful. guy's life. <laughs> he may have had a long day at work, or he may be feeling sick. You have shut up. <laughs> you have no idea what is going on here. Cool your jets, bud. <laughs> Which yeah, no, you're right. You don't like that is that is very good. Um that's fantastic, like an actual fantastic thing to just take in life in general is like, you don't know what a person's life is like. You don't know what they're going through at that moment. Maybe just chill out a bit. Like, yeah, if someone's like continuously not great towards you, it can be a problem. But when someone acts, acts a way that you're not particularly happy with, try and maybe take a half second and think, okay, what what's going on that they're acting like this? Right. Uh, I always think of this as, like, a component of... It's, like, an important thing to learn when you're growing up, and a lot of people never do, I guess. But uh, it in psychology, it's called the, the fundamental attribution error. I'm not sure if this is one that people have heard of before. But it's the idea that when, when you yourself uh, don't... Like, when you yourself fail at something, you generally attribute it to your circumstances... And when you see someone else fail at something, you generally attribute it to their intrinsic qualities. Yeah. And that's, it's, uh, like, one of the most common phenomenon in, like, psychology. Uh, that is, I, th- I think it's, a su- like, a super important thing to get over as a young person. Just because, yeah. like, it's a bad way to walk through the world. Yeah, it's just realize that everyone has their own shit going on. And that maybe that's it. Just it, it affects how they see the world. Yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe they had they they could have had anything happen to them. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, not that you can never judge people, but like <laughs> generally, you need yeah, more like, information. Yeah, it's like I'm not. It's not a thing of like, oh yeah, accept whatever anyone does. It's just you know, maybe on the first blush, give someone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> right. So, uh, I think next we, uh, they show that they, they, the gacha men basically have the entire top floor of this apartment complex rented out. And, uh, Hajime has had her stuff moved here, apparently. I'm, I'm not sure if she lived with her parents before. She, like, lived on her own. I, they, yeah, I think she lived with her parents. They don't really bring it up. Like, she takes a phone call from her mom and her mom doesn't mention her moving out or anything. So, I don't know if she, they had, like, lived together until recently. I don't actually know but we can think like it's i i would assume she lived with her parents and then it's just oh hey yeah i gotta move somewhere else and we're not really gonna question why i took a part-time job that has that rents out uh, an apartment complex part-time job and they're giving me a place to live that would seem super suspicious (laughs) yeah i would super be worried about if i had a kid that told me that i'd be like uh did you join a cult think it sounds like you joined a cult <laughs> i love her big giraffe plushie that's sticking out of one of the boxes too. god yeah no cute. she's got she's got a fantastic set of stuff <laughs> yeah uh, uh we see i think he says that od and uh paimon have uh r- their own rooms i assume utsutsu has one too i don't think they bring that up or not i think didn't he say utsutsu and od share a room Maybe, maybe. Not entirely sure. 
it's not entirely important. It's just basically, hey, there's this apartment building, and the Gatchamen have the entire 13th floor to themselves because I guess they gotta live close to one another. I mean, they might need to do stuff that would be that could bother other people. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. It's just it feels a bit like a show conceit so that they so that the characters can interact with each other on a regular basis and not have them have to go meet at like the gotcha man the um, the cage i think it's yeah called. the the cage and not meet at their base all the time which right, it's right. fine yeah that's true um it does it, it lets them have like more domestic stuff together which is good because we learned that suguru can fucking is a fairly apt cook yeah, yeah. He is good at some things, apparently, besides being a dick. And, uh, that Pi- Paimon has been like, oh yeah, you cook great, and then Hajime is just like, mm, this is good, but I think it's missing something. Just a minute. <laughs> so she runs off and makes Sonic curry. Comes she, back. like, well, she, like, pulls cheese and milk out of the fridge, too, so... It, she, she pulls a couple ingredients out of the fridge and just puts it in a blender and puts it all together and it comes back and there's this bright blue goo and i'm like what involves cheese and bay leaves and is blue and tastes good <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm wondering where the fucking blue came from because that is that is a very strange color like that shade of blue does not happen naturally in the world <laughs> what it did she add to doesn't. it i mean she could have just thrown blue food coloring in there that is true but then that's the begs the question of why blue food color? <laughs> just, just cause to be to be different just, and weird. Cause it I looks mean... blue and pretty. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it is just another like Hajime thing where it's like she's just gonna do something weird and different that's better than anything anyone else had tried. Pretty much. <laughs> that's that's what she always does. Yeah, no, it makes sense. This next scene, uh, the okay, there's a bit where they're they're watching the news while they eat, and they mention an actress's suicide, and like this is I didn't remember this bit was in here, but like fucking Jesus Christ, Suguru. Yeah, Suguru gets all judgy about it, like ah, oh, I can't believe anyone would kill themselves, and like okay, I I, I guess he, I have some pretty strong personal feelings about like suicidal he, ideation he, and stuff. He takes a very unforgiving. It, he takes. He takes the opinion of suicide of someone who has never had to deal with depression or any type of actual mental illness of like, oh, well, right. no, they didn't. They're they're They just gave up. It's, you know, they, they it's their own fault. They made a bad yeah, decision. Like they did something wrong. It's like, no, it's Hajime, like, yeah. And Hajime is just like, oh, uh, well, no. I mean, even if they were. Famous, they could have had anything going on. You literally don't know this person's <laughs> life. Shut up. <laughs> also, like, that's a big fucking deal. Maybe shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah, it's not... Maybe don't, bud. <laughs> Maybe don't. Yeah, just just don't do that. Okay, uh, but then they go, uh... Then Hajime's like, gotta remodel my room. <laughs> yeah. Got it, because she... she... Starts drilling. I don't know what she's hanging. She's apparently hanging. She's drilling holes into the wall. I imagine to put some sort of mount up. And Suguru is of course like, "What are you doing? No, don't, don't drill in the walls. You're making a lot of noise." Like we own the entire top floor of the apartment building. Who's gonna complain? I think it's just Suguru's like, "Why are you making so much noise? This is bad." 
you are annoying me. What are you doing? Shut up. Uh, power drills are loud, but yeah. they are. He's just moving in. What did you expect? She'd just live in the same. So yeah, no, he probably did expect she'd live in the same sort of situation as him. Yeah, probably did not care about. Ugh. But this is the bit where she explains Galax to him and just the, the concept of what it does. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't use my phone for things other than phone calls. Well, it's it, she's doing it and she's like setting up the meetup we see later. And he's like, right. oh, why, yeah. why are you playing a phone? Why are you playing a game? Games are stupid. You shouldn't play games. <laughs> no, it's it's not a game. It's a thing where you can set and it's like it has some game elements to it, which, you know, fine. You'd want to have game elements to keep people interested. Yeah. But here's this. Oh, no, it's just a game. No, but here's like, this thing like we could ev do. Every social media thing, like Facebook, Neopets, we, we've known this for a long time. <laughs> it, it is a much more optimistic view of social media than has fucking held out or happened in the world. Well, with the last couple of years, we have learned that Facebook has put their thumb on the scales of making their platform intentionally shitty quite a lot. So Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe it's not too optimistic. <laughs> but, it, uh, it also yeah. doesn't seem like Galax is... Galax seems to be more like a community help thing than just a, Hey! Hey, post your shitty opinion about this thing. <laughs> right. It's so, it's like a combination of, like, like Reddit and, and Craigslist or something. Yeah, it's it's... Like, I actually, I want to use Galax and explore the application. It seems really interesting. Right. Well, at the end of this episode, they, they, they do show that it's, like, controlled by a supercomputer, which they also kind of, like, that's kind of the cheat they use for why it's better than social media in our universe, that there's a supercomputer that keeps it from being bad. <laughs> yeah, there, there, I, I imagine it's either a supercomputer or a straight-up AI. I'm not sure yet. Well, uh, you see Rui's notebook at the end of the episode. The That AI is part of his gotcha man powers. Okay. That would make sense. Although, now I'm wondering, like, who gave him that book? Is, it, it, it must yeah. have been JJ, because... It has a different symbol on it than, yeah, than the it rest has, of theirs. It has a different symbol, and if JJ had given it to him, why is he not with the gotcha? And he's, <laughs> he's not, so who gave it to him? I don't know. Yes, uh, that will be revealed later on. Uh, I figured as much. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Hajime, is, uh, she sets up this collage meetup, and I don't know why she decides to drag Suguru to this. I, or if he's I just think, like, I'm gonna go. I think she drags him along, because it's like, come on, fucking dude, just <laughs> shut up and come with me and try to have fun for once in your life. <laughs> I forgot that he, like, made fun of her for playing a phone game, too. Because I'm just like, what do you do, dude? Like, I, what what do you do? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> that's the thing. Is he, I get the feeling that Suguru doesn't. He does not interact with the world. He does not have any type of personal... He, he doesn't He's the relax. sort of person who's, like, doing things is for children. Yeah, you, you, you have your duty and your job, and that is what you must focus on at all times. And if you do anything else, you're wasting your time and everyone else's time. How dare you? Okay, bud, sure, right. <laughs> she also shows him this photo that's really sweet of, like, a, like a stargazing meetup that she set up on galax i don't know i think that's really cute no it, it it's fantastic it is a i, I like i really like that because it was a thing of like oh you're on it was a it seemed to be an argument of like oh yeah these aren't real these people aren't 
he was dismissing it as this is just you know a simple thing does people yeah like these aren't real connections these are just online connections she's like no we hang out and stuff no literally here's this here's this thing of me and other people who you know like hung out and went stargazing and had a good time yeah maybe you should try it you weirdo maybe maybe have a hobby Uh, uh, the scene does kind of cut when uh, she gets a call from her mom, and the implication is she's about to tell her mom that she's a gotcha man now. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, it's just, although, no, I went out and I fought. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, it's it's okay. Yeah, and uh, Suger's like, oh, God, no. And the scene cuts there. So. Yeah. Uh, we see a little bit more of uh, Joe, the uh, Phoenix guy. No, that... He's the Phoenix guy in the intro, but <laughs> he's the one who looks extremely cool and is always smoking in the uh, the scenes the where with all the gotcha men. It's too cool to be friends with any of them. Yeah, uh, and we get... see a little bit of like what his deal is, and they, they kind of introduce it here. Like his coworkers mention that he graduated from Tokyo University. I know this oh, from another they... show. They Tokyo University is like the most prestigious university in Japan. It's like yeah. Harvard or Yale for them. Yeah, it basically. is. It is the Harvard equivalent, or Ivy League equivalent, I should say. Yeah, and he's just working as like a like a minor bureaucrat, essentially. Yeah, my, a minor bureaucrat in the uh, in in the the mayor's or the the in mayor a minor bureaucrat in city hall. And the goss, his co-workers, the two lady co-workers are, like, gossiping, like, oh, I heard the mayor asked you to be their secretary. Ooh, that would be a great promotion. He's like, nah, I don't want none of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, we'll see a bit more of this, but, like, that's his thing, is he's been, like, he's kind of had his dreams ironed out of him by life. Which is extremely Which, relatable. Cool. Yeah, no, the, hmm. <laughs> Damn, big, man, I get you. Big feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There, there'll be some, some more get good bits with Joe, but uh, we're just kind of seeing the, the tip of his thing here. Uh, yeah, okay, so there's like a, there's a weird little bit where there's like a terrorist, um, a, a, a terrorist drill. alarm drill. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, terrorist attack. Oh, good thing that's a drill. And uh, Joe's like, well, it might not be, you know. Good thing but... that's not actually happening. Joe's off in the back like, yeah, sure is good that's not happening, huh? Hmm. <laughs> like, um, it, are, are gotcha men secret or not, buddy? <laughs> it's, man, I don't know. This, this world seems very weird. It's like halfway. It, it is like, a I, very different sort of place, yeah. Am I... What's actually going on here? I don't know. Do, do you mean, like, are, are you actually asking me, or... No, it, it is, it's, no, I'm not actually asking, because it's the world, something in the world is going on weird here, and it's, something's going on. It's a weird, strange world. They talk about some disaster that happened at some point, and I don't know what it is. Um, there isn't, like, a giant disaster that defines the setting or anything, they're just... That's just them talking about, like, uh, disaster preparedness and the fact that, like, crowds and Gotcha Man are going to help with that sort of thing. Okay. That, that makes... It's not like a thing that defines the setting. It's just, like, a disaster, like, would happen in reality. Okay, yeah, no, I the way they were talking about it, it I 
thought there was like there was some major disaster that had happened that everyone would uh, would remember and we hadn't actually talked about it again yet yeah not not quite that sort of thing okay that's good at least um okay so we go back to hajime and suguru they are riding on a subway train and apparently hosting a uh the the little collage group meetup here it's very cute yeah like, I, they, i've never thought about the idea of doing this sort of thing on a train but like yeah, they they, they rented out they rented out an entire train car and they're just they're, they're riding on a train and just you know having their Some little people brought up. art supplies at a table then you know it's it's really cute <laughs> there's kids and older people there everyone's there it's nice uh Suger's like why are all these people here don't they have jobs <laughs> don't they have a life i have no concept of relaxation what's going on and i'm like bro we're 10 minutes into this episode and you are doing so you're so just, much bud just, just relax for once in your life relax it, it wouldn't be so annoying if i hadn't like actually known this sort of person in life i mean everybody probably knows this guy so, yeah the person's like no nah, maybe have you ever relaxed once in your life ever no yeah i'm not surprised. I, like i'm sorry if fun offends your offends your sensibilities but like maybe chill just a bit uh but yeah this is uh hajime introduces the the chief of the fire department and the mayor who are part of the collage group and uh Suger's like oh i didn't know there were people i actually respected here wait maybe what? i should stop being a dick what's what what that <laughs> this actually people of authority that i would respect relax too what the mayor had made like a little collage of pictures of his daughter from when she was like a kid to when she graduated college and that's just adorable yeah no the, the mayor being like oh aren't a super proud dad is fantastic that's really cute yeah and like super i forget what questions suguru asked but it's it is through discussions with the fire chief, the short discussion through he has with the fire chief and the mayor, it's like, oh yeah, no, Hajime is basically the one that brought all this together, and you know, it, we started it just as a thing to like, hey, we we originally started this as we we're doing collages to send out to disaster people that survive disasters. Right. Yeah. Like a like a civics craft project. You know, you like, know, just, like, kids do this sort of thing all the time. Yeah, your hearts and minds type of thing. And then it was, they were just like, and then, you know, we just kind of kept doing it. We actually like collage, and even the mayor's like, oh, yeah, no, my daughter loves it. And we get together, and we discuss our collages, and it's good. It's a way to keep in touch. It's just, this is so pure and happy, and I'm glad it happens this way. It is extremely sweet, yeah. Suguru actually tries it, and he's like, oh, I'm bad at this. Just yeah, like, he, you're fun. You're doing fine, bud. He's he has the <laughs> the thing that's like, oh, look at this. It's shit, isn't it? And he, he just like, it's very basic, and you know, but he tried. And Hajime is just coming in like, no, but but you did it. That's the point. Doesn't matter how it looks. It's that you did it, and ha did you enjoy yourself? Did you have fun for once in your life? <laughs> Oh, I totally uh, glossed over this bit when I was watching it the first time. There's like a short interstitial scene in here where uh, we see uh, the the park that the cage is under, 
they like close the park off and there's a bunch of utsutsu's clones that like are cleaning up the park oh they're that was those were clones uh she has the ability to like multiply herself oh i just thought they were doing a cutesy ha look at her going all over the place and cleaning everything i didn't realize it was like actually clones of her no it's it's a multiple man situation okay oh god multiple man <laughs> oh i just you say multiple man and i'm immediately res- there's the, the multiple man storyline where one of his copies like gets away like gets away from him and goes and lives its own entire life <laughs> and falls in love with the woman uh marries her and has a kid with her and then the first time he holds the child because it's part of him he absorbs it he reabsorbs it oh my god that is, is super dark it is so dark it's like <laughs> oh i don't it's think they've bad. gotten to that point in uh in jay and miles so i haven't heard that one yet but uh you no know, it's mm, it's hard grim <laughs> it's just pretty grim. a bit yeah not just a bit it's it's pretty bad um, that sounds like a super uh, Astro City plotline. I think it's the it's the first arc of Astro City where there's like a character, th- there's like two people that have vague memories of each other, and they eventually figure out that it's because one of them was from a timeline that was like erased in a big like u- infinite crisis type situation. Jeez. Oh, and they but they were like partners and loved each other and stuff, and it's like oh nope. That ain't gonna happen. They don't exist anymore. That's harsh, bro. <laughs> God, that makes me think. God, oh, my girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. <laughs> classic, classic line. It's very good. Uh, oh God, what happens after the train ride? Uh, uh, we see Joe. He's uh drinking, or yeah, like he he's at. Uh, after his job, he starts drinking and uh, plays darts. He's oh, apparently right. incredible at darts. And is getting told, hey, you might want to... You should maybe, you know, be part of the team. It's it's another thing to show Joe is like, no, I'm I'm the loner. It's like, hey, Joe, you're pretty good at that. Maybe you should, you know, join the yeah. team and do the tournament that's coming up. No, there's, there's people better than me. I'm not going to... Yeah. He has a lot of incredible skills and has no idea how to apply them. Man, I get that feeling. <laughs> that, that's a fucking hell of a mood. Yeah, Joe's uh, Joe's extremely relatable as I get older. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Ugh. But, uh, okay, so then we go back. Uh, we're, after that, uh, we go back to the cage. Hajime and Suguru come back to the cage and they're like talking. Well, first, uh, Hajime has to tackle Utsutsu because she she loves Utsutsu. She is her girl. Utsutsu is properly adorable. <laughs> and then she starts explaining to OD about how annoying hanging out with Suguru has been. <laughs> OD, OD, have you seen Suguru and his shit? Have you, have you heard his stupid shit? Have you had to deal with this guy? And OD's just like, yeah, no, he's he's got some stupid shit, doesn't he? <laughs> and, uh, well, what she's actually like, she's like, um, okay, hold on. So, what? why are we fighting the mess? Do you know what's going on here? And he's like, well, uh, not exactly. None of us really know. Yeah, it's, she's, she's like actually asking questions and every... 
other than OD, everyone's kind of like, nah, just just don't, don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. Even Pi Pi is like, no, shut up. Your only care should be about saving the world. <laughs> OD jokes with Suguru that he's starting to sound like Pi Pi. Yeah, it's like, oh, you care so much about this. Man, you sound a little like Pi Pi. Isn't that right, Pi Pi? Yeah, no, don't ask questions. I'm sorry, if you tell me not to ask questions, it's going to make me ask questions. <laughs> I, like, I like how we, uh, like they, they use Pi Pi as the super rigid one, but then they ask him if he's on Galaxy. He's like, of course I'm on Galaxy. Who isn't? <laughs> I guess Suguru is worse than Pi Pi in that. He, he is. At least Pi Pi does some things. At least, yeah, at least Pi Pi has a hobby. Presumably he's like a super old, like, experienced alien veteran person, so I guess he's gotta know that you have to have a hobby. Yeah, it's like, gotta learn how to bend. Ugh. And it goes back to the sword analogy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hajime shows Pai Pai that she has uh, bedazzled her her little gotcha man notebook, and he is just like, no, no, why how? You, why would you do that? How dare you? Before they get too into it, they get summoned by JJ. Yeah, uh, Od does kind of drop a hint about the the notebook being like their weak point when they transform, but yeah, it's like if if it gets hurt, you might even die. So um, yeah, that that I mean, that's gonna come up later. Oh, I figured that that that's a fucking <laughs> Chekhov's gun they put there on the table. I had no question about that. Um, they get summoned by JJ, and I think, like, I'm not sure of this, but it looked like when they got summoned by JJ, all the like, uh, stuff, uh, Hajime had done to her notebook got taken off. But I'm not sure. Did it? I actually hadn't really noticed. Yeah, because it's it comes out of it. She, you know, they get teleported, and it comes out in its little slot, and it looks like brand new again. I'm not sure. Uh, um, no, it's still on the it's still on the back. Like she only did one cover of it. Okay, so it was just the opposite cover. All right. Yeah, that like makes 16 sense. minutes, two seconds in the episode, you can see it's still like got the little pink bedazzles on the other side. Okay, that's good. I figured that I, I had hoped it would still be there, but, you know, I could see a thing where it's like, no, and they get summoned. It's like re being reborn from their soul. And so it gets redone. Or they're just like the matter in it is being teleported and doesn't account for anything that was yeah, on it, it. it. It's like a Star Trek teleporter where it fucking literally destroys you and then remakes you at another spot. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't think they're really ever going to explain how this teleportation works. But no, maybe. I, I don't expect them to. It's just interesting to see. Uh, yeah, OD has a cryptic line about uh, the bird with sundered wings has wandered in. The bird is no longer sane. Uh, this is talking about bird cuts. Um, yeah. Like, that's not okay. immediately obvious, because none of the other characters know that that's happening yet. Yeah, no, I had no idea that's what it was about. But, uh... uh oh, yeah. H Hajime decides that she's gonna go relax on JJ's giant pillow pile that looks extremely comfy. She's, got, she's gonna go hang out with JJ. It's like, she gets up, starts walking down. Everyone immediately is like, what? What are you... What are you doing? Well, there, there's the thing is, is they're at the like JJ sits at the bottom of a big uh, like coliseum arena. There's no floor. It looks like she's gonna fall to her death, and but uh, apparently you can just walk on the air there. Yeah, 
I, I, I do like the touch that they include that Paimon is like, wait, what? Like, he's been here for so long, but has never tried that. Yeah, he is, he's just never tried it. Which, <laughs> yeah, no, that fits with his character. He wouldn't. Yeah, I 100% believe that he just never thought to try that. Uh, they go, and she just plops herself down. like, hey, what's going on, JJ? How you doing? What, what's up with you? It's like uh, making origami birds, you know, the thing I always am doing. And he, he does the... It's th like my thing. And he blows and sends them off and is... Does a weird grunting noise. Yeah, and I, it f seems like, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but it seems like Hajime sees something in the birds that JJ notices and then teleports her before she can, like, get a real set on it, but I'm not sure. You were watching the English subtitled version of this, right? Yes. They, they localize this a little bit differently in the dub, where it's a bit more clear that she has, uh, it's kind. You can kind of get it from the Japanese dialogue, but she uh, in the English she her dialogue is more like, "Oh, I think I see what you're trying to say." Okay, that makes sense. So All like, right. it's not it's not super clear exactly, but the idea is is that he's like given her a cryptic hint about something, and she's like, "Okay, okay, I think yeah, I get I, it." I get it. Which good good on you, girl. <laughs> That's yeah, because, sure I mean, we know Suguru isn't going to think about anything. Nah, of course not. Why would he? <laughs> uh, we're just, just super dragging Suguru. It's, it's so, so, it's it's so, so easy. Bad. It's so easy. He just, he invites it so readily. I, I do, uh, yeah, there's, the, the, in the next sequence, so, like, Hajime and Suguru have been transported to deal with the same mess that they let get away the other day. And, uh, like... Suguru's like, okay, time to start doing the thing. And Hajime just does all the stuff before he has the chance. She turns yeah, on he... the amnesia effect and starts transforming. She keeps jumping ahead of him. It's very fun because he's like, all right, let's do that. Ah, and she's already halfway through it. Ah, it's good. I like seeing him get like this. It's fun. Man, I love their Gachaman forms. They look so cool. They're really cool. It's just everything about it is neat. Yeah, I feel just the design work is so different than almost anything you see in in shows. Just a bit, yeah. Like I'm, I don't like they don't fully look like Tokusatsu heroes. They look more like Mecha, which is yeah, really weird. It's like a combination of Tokusatsu and like the later versions of the Iron Man suit and the uh, Marvel movies, and then just like a little bit of anime Mecha. Yeah. Very interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, they transform, and Suguru, of course, tries to immediately start attacking a thing, and Hajime's is like, "No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie you down. I'm gonna." Or he doesn't even get to try and attack it. She yeah, just... she throws masking tape at him to like chain him to the playground they're in, and she's like, "Sorry about this, but I got a feeling that I gotta follow," <laughs> and. She, they, they, he assumes that she's just gonna like fuck it up and break everything. But no, she starts messing with, like I'm not entirely sure what she does, but she pulls out a different kind of scissors and is able to. I don't know what exactly she's doing, but she like pokes 
the monster with it. And I, it, I think she's trying to get it to imitate an opening motion, is what she's doing here. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, And she gets the monster to, like, spit back up everything it had absorbed. Yeah, including the bus from the first episode. And all the people. And well, it doesn't spit up the people yet. No, it doesn't? I thought I saw it spit up people. I don't think so. Does it? Well, here, hold on. And... I thought well, it I'm, did. Because I... uh, they have some dialogue then where they're like, uh, well, Suguru's like, we need to save the people. And she's like, look, it's my friend now. We can probably get it to tell us where the people are. Yeah, that's true. Uh... Maybe at one point they intended it to just spit up the people here, but the dialogue makes it clear that, like, they still need to get the people. Yeah, all right. Uh, they... She, like, sets it up where it, it's just now, like, a little cube. She's, like, yeah, it's not full it. of the it's not full of the big, massive writhing tentacles that were inside of it before. Yeah, it's just a little cube. Yeah. It spits, spits up everything, and she's, it's, it's acting like a pet now. Which right. is a little weird, but alright. And that's basically the end of the A-plot for the episode. Just, hey, this thing's defeated and dealt with. Uh, yeah, next we get the, the bit where we we were mentioning earlier with, like, Birdcot's uh, imitating the drunk guy and, uh, yeah, making trouble. And then we see a little bit of Rui, who yeah, is, there's, uh, goes there's... up to their penthouse and takes off their wig. There, there is very, there is a very conspicuous at this moment. You'd think, see it. There's a very conspicuous blonde girl who is watching everything that's happening, and like she, she's dressed like a protagonist. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a main character. Yeah, and it's like, okay, who is this? And she goes, and then we see her take off a wig, and oh, it's a guy that was just cross dressing. And this is the eponymous Rui. Does he get named in this episode? Um, the the X AI says their name once. Okay. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to define what gender Rui identifies as because Japanese uses pronouns different than us. Oh, but yeah, like, did, did what did do we know if they use like Watashi Ore or what? I um or have they? Oh, even said I didn't it pick yet. that out specifically, but like. Rui goes out in both their, like, looking like a man and looking like a woman, alternatively. So, yeah, they, like, they look maybe very we can and- assume they're non-binary, I don't know. They look very androgynous. Right, right. Um, their girl form is extremely cute. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's a very cute outfit. It's got a very wide skirt I, on. I really like how when they take off the wig and twirl it, it's it just is, a cute little bit of animation there. Like, I'm... I don't know what Rui's importance is, but it it is implied that they're the one that developed Galax. Yeah, yeah. R- Rui is ad- administrates Galax with this AI. Uh, they are going to be basically the main, the second main character of the show after Hajime. That I got the feeling with that because I remember they're in the intro, primarily, or as a primary character. They in the intro they are set up as Hajime's. Uh, the other side of Hajime's coin. Yeah, yeah. Like her her foil, essentially. Yes. 
But yeah, they they there's like this whole team of gotcha men that are like, are they? Is this gonna be the relationship? Eh, not really. <laughs> no, maybe not. I mean, they will be important, but like the main thematic thrust is gonna be about Hajime and Rui. Yeah. Duh. But yeah, and that is basically the note that episode two ends on. Man, this is. I I kind of just want to keep watching this show because I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm quite enjoying it. Uh, I I really like uh, se- season one is my personal favorite. Season two is like it isn't as experimental and like actually takes a more straightforward approach to a topic, which I know some people liked more. But like season one of Gotcha Man Crowds is like one of my favorites. I really yeah. Like. It's there. There is a certain I don't want to say slapdash because it's not. But there, there is a certain feeling to this of it's just like the show is just going to do stuff and it the, the, the feeling and message it's trying to portray is more important than like actual straight continuity. Right. Like it, it's not a heavily character drama focused show is the thing. Yeah, it's just things happen and the characters react and it is trying to tell you there's a message that it is trying to tell you. Uh, I, I forget if I brought this up when I was talking to Garrett about the first episode, but like when I when we were going to record that first one after hearing like Fletch's retrospective about the previous Gotcha Man entries, I tried to look up some info about why this happened, like why they decided to take the reboot of Gotcha Man in such just a totally different direction than anything that had been in the franchise up until that point. Mm-hmm. And like, I could not find any info in English essentially. So I have I have basically no idea why the show is weird like this. Other than that, it, it's actually not like a the director is like the same guy who did Mononoke and Sea Control and like a lot oh. of other shows that take like a really different sort of approach to something. So it's actually not that out there for their work. But in terms of the Gotcha Man franchise. It's not like this. Like, no yeah. other entry in Gacha Man is like this at all. It's a very traditional tokusatsu sentai teams type of thing. Yeah, I definitely got that feeling from it. Uh, it is it is a very interesting thing. And I, like, I kind of want to... Having played... Like, God, I can remember having... I can remember seeing the original Gacha Man team of, like, Joe the Condor and Ken the Eagle... I played, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I played Tatsunoko versus Capcom, which is a fighting game that has them in it. And I can remember really liking their designs, and it's neat to see a variation on it. But I kind of want to go back and watch the old one just to see more of a difference. I've also been kind of wanting to go back and check out the original a little bit more. Like, I, I looked up some of the plots, and, like, I remembered watching it on TV a little bit as a kid. But, um... Yeah, like, it's not something I have, like, a really strong memory of or anything. Yeah. I well, also... Do you know it's super hard to get a copy of Tatsunoko versus Capcom now? Yes. Because it's fuck. It did not sell well. It, it's super fucking rare. Well, I mean, it's not the sort of thing that would sell well in English. It was a bunch yeah. of characters that no one here knows. Which is a pity, because that, that game... Such a good fighting game. It's so good. Yeah, and there's, like, this weird thing where, like... The Wii had a ton of great software that, like, no one cared about for some reason. Yeah. It's just... I mean, everyone owned one, so, like... Yeah, well, it's... 
everyone owned one. It's it, a lot of people owned them, but a lot of those people would either only own like Wii Sports or maybe one other game. Right, right. And I mean, Wii Sports was fun. I played you know, Wii Sports. Wii Sports was fantastic, but it was definitely like a casual game that was super easy to get into and didn't really lend itself to like having people explore further. Right, right. But yeah. Uh I think uh what? I think that's pretty much everything for the week. Yeah. I like I mean, I I've seen the whole show before. I could just lay out the whole plot, but like no, <laughs> we're going to no. watch the rest of it, so I'm not going to do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, and uh one fun little bit of trivia I had cuz I I did a little bit of reading on a wiki cuz I was weak and I wanted to know some shit. I didn't really go too far, but I got some questions, answers to questions that I had that I'm like, eh, I'm not sure if the show will answer this or not. But the voice actor for JJ is the same guy that voiced Ken the Eagle in the original show. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a cute, like, reference. I really, that is, that's a fun little thing. I like it a lot. Oh, man. I have had... I've had the episode pulled up on Crunchyroll so I could reference... I'm, I'm watching it on my Blu-rays, which are on my PS5, but I had the, it pulled up on Crunchyroll here to uh, reference while we were going through this. Uh, the top recommended similar show is Darling in the Franks, which uh, do no. not... No. No. Don't. No. <laughs> Darling in the Franks is, A, nothing like this, and also, you should not watch it. I, I can see why it's recommended like that, because... Darling in the Franks tried to purport itself as the same sort of experimental thing. And for for maybe the first, oh, I don't know, the first third of the show, that was right. But if I remember correctly, Darling in the Franks shit the bed really badly. I think Otacon mentioned something about that Darling in the Franks once. I believe he called it Tradwife Ava. I knew an Ava once. She was anything but trad. I had to make him explain it, and I guess that wasn't the name, but I can't say Evangelion. Uh, okay, well, I, I'd actually... Okay, this is a, a current thing. Did you see the other day how Jim Belushi was asking for anime recommendations? No! <laughs> okay, what? the other day on Twitter, Jim Belushi said that he had seen Your Name and really liked it, and he'd see he'd like liked some okay, like, Miyazaki yeah, no. movies. Oh god, I remember. Okay, yeah, no, I remember seeing the thing where he'd liked Your Name. And, oh uh, god. So he was like, give me anime recommendations, Twitter, which like... Jim, I'm so sorry. You've broken Don't. a rule you had no way to know about. Don't ask him, Jim. You can't ask. You can't ask for anime recommendations. You can't do, do that. that. No, that's a bad idea. It's it's a it's a rule you couldn't have known about, but you have you have broken it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw someone reference like recommend Darling in the Franks in there, and I was like, you know, I never finished that show. I should go back and watch it. I oh boy. Yeah, that's oh mm. boy. Don't uh, don't. That's not a good idea. I I'm. I'm actually, like, one thing that annoys me about it is that the animation team puts in so much effort. Like, the characters all have, like, gorgeous little personality animations and tics that are great. The mecha stuff looks so good. I love (laughs) how the mechas look in Darling in the Franks. The The mechas are great. The fact that, like, they become sort of humanized 
as they get like when they're activated. I I love that. That's really it's a great super visual cool. conceit. The Klaxosaurs are really cool antagonists. But damn, it's, if they don't just the mm. story is oh god, <laughs> not good. If if you want to watch a show about how the straights are oppressed. <laughs> The straights and people who want to have babies have been oppressed by the evil non-binaries. Yeah, it's mm-mm, not <laughs> the, the best. evil fascist non-binaries like, have oppressed the poor straights so badly that nobody even understands what rom- romantic relationships anymore. And I'm like, it's going for like a children of men thing, but they miss so badly. Yeah, it's it's a bad show. A Do not watch it. Maybe. It- Maybe watch like half of it. If, That's if you want to, if you want to see something like Darling in the Franks, just watch Promare. Promare's better in oh, every yeah. way. No, actually, just just watch Promare. Promare is so good. That was just like a per- my personal thing that I did the other day that I saw. <laughs> I seriously just watched it like a couple days ago, and when I saw it recommended here, I was just like, no, why would you do this? Don't don't hurt people who are just trying to watch anime. Don't do that. Give Bad me good recommendations. Uh, yeah, that's probably enough. We've been, yeah, we've... we should probably call it for the week there. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Uh, yeah. All right. So this has been Journey Through the Decacast, a common Rider retrospective. Though we kind of just are slotting into Tokusatsu and Sentai in general. That's not a problem. That's my fault. That's <laughs> eh, fine. They're fun shows. <laughs> um, we are located on the internet at Journey Through the Decacast. Journey Through the Decacast dot com, uh, where you'll find links to Twitters. Uh, you can email links. Pretty much whatever you can think of. Try and yep. contact us or ask us questions if you'd like. If you have uh, strong feelings about anything we've said, feel free to send us a thing. Or yeah. don't. You know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I actually should ask Garrett what's been going on in the email. I haven't done yeah, that in a while. Yeah, I mean, he probably hasn't checked it in a while, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. It happens. Uh, well, we'll remember, be- kids, don't make assumptions. Because <laughs> you make a no i actually think that's a stupid saying <laughs> but it's relevant this time it is we'll be back next week with probably more ryuki we're just a passing through podcast remember it because i won't <laughs> yeah remember it because we almost forgot it yeah good night everybody <laughs>